I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life podcast and we've got a very special lady here with us today. And you all know her from both The Bachelor and from Bachelor in Paradise. Welcome, Amanda Stanton. Yay. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining Ali Stagnita, my co-anchor here today. And of course, Nick, our silent producer. And we are all back to work after... Well, at least I had a vacation. Yes, but we kind of had a vacation from the podcast for a week or so. So great to have you back, Amanda. Thank you. And um, listen, you've got some very exciting news. Yes. Yes, you have this very um, like it's beautiful looking new book called "Now Accepting Roses." Finding myself while searching for the one and other lessons I learned from The Bachelor. Yes, I'm super excited. I've been working on it for so long and I feel like the days finally come. So it's really exciting. Well, you know, it is really a long process writing a book. A lot longer than I expected. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. It's it's not easy to write a book and to get them organized and everything. And of course, you're very busy because you're a mom of two little girls you have um, Kinsley Five, who has just gone to kindergarten. Charlie and, Five. Oh, oh Charlie Captain. is yes. five. I've got this yes. all mixed up. Okay, <laughs> Charlie's five and Kinsley is seven. Yes. And they've just started school mm-hmm. for the year. And so you've got your hands full with your little girls and with writing a book. And we want to hear everything that you're doing. But tell us, like, why exactly did you decide mm-hmm. that you needed to write this book? So it was something I really wanted to do after I went on the show. I kind of went from getting married super young, having that not work out. And I you were, like, what, 21 when you got married? 21, yeah. Yeah. I hadn't gone on a date in years. My first date was on national TV on The mm-hmm. Bachelor. And then after that... And that was of, Ben Higgins' was season. Ben. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I went on Paradise, and I had, you know, got engaged on that show. And after that, it to just kind Josh of Murray, to Josh, mm-hmm. yeah. So after, it just kind of seemed like I was, I after not dating for so long, then all of a sudden I was, you know, dating, and it was moving super fast because I was on this show where everything moves so quickly. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got what what I said in the book was like it's like a crash course in dating, where I learned so much over a short period of time, and kind of felt like not a professional dating so I'm not and it's funny because I wrote this I'm like I feel like that's why it's so relatable is because I'm definitely not I make a lot of mistakes but I learned from them um so that's kind of what I talk about in here is just what I've learned from my dating experiences um when Peter Krause has been here before and he talks about how from going on the bachelor or on the bachelorette in his case and then to real life dating it was like the weirdest thing for him because he was like the producers are just like kiss the kiss on the first date and so he like 
went for the kiss and yeah. the girl was on like, the first no. date yeah, yeah. And, of and, a regular like, very, date right and and the girl was like what are you doing no yeah. and so are there things kind of that you've realized when you've re-entered the real dating world that yes. you can't do <laughs> yes. when it's not on TV. Okay, so there's actually there's actually a part in my book where I talk about that, and I'm saying like on the show we talk about our feelings so much, and mm-hmm. you're on a first date and you're opening up about like your past relationships and your childhood trauma and all this stuff, and it's like if you're on a real life first date, not on the show, like you'd scare somebody away, right? But on the show, it's normal, right? Know? That's what you're supposed to do. So it's definitely different dating on the show than it is in real life. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hyper fast on the show. Very. And how yeah. how in general have your dates been since you've been dating off the show? Did you have to tell yourself to slow down? Um, sometimes, but I also think after my relationships from the show didn't work out, it was almost refreshing to go back to like normal time mm-hmm. where you could take something slow. But also you get used to taking things really fast on the show. So it's like I mean, on the show, you, I mean, on Paradise, you get engaged after three weeks. So wow. in real life, like, you maybe have, I mean, I maybe go on one or two dates with in somebody three in three weeks, you know? So, <laughs> so you got engaged literally in three weeks to in, Josh? Yes. Yeah. And did you feel, just going back to that, did you feel after three weeks that you were ready? Or did you feel pressured because you were on Bachelor in Paradise? I mean, honestly, at the time, I felt ready because you're spending so much time with that person. I mean, it's only three weeks, but you're with them 24-7. So it's kind of like being on a three-week-long date. So you do talk about a lot of things, but you're also, you know, isolated from the rest of the world. So that's all you have going on in your mind. Like, I remember when I was on the show, like, my dreams would be about The Bachelor. You know, I was completely (laughs) isolated from reality. So at the time, yeah, I was ready. But after, like, now looking back, I definitely wasn't ready. Yeah, I feel like you're literally on a secluded island mm-hmm. with nobody but these however many people. And also you don't want with- to get kicked off the show. And if you <laughs> kind of don't hook up yeah. and have feelings for someone and they have feelings for you, then the way they set the show up, you could be out. Yeah. My first time around with Josh, though, I was like, I mean, I, I literally thought like I was going to marry him. Well, you yeah. Really yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, and also... Josh Murray was a hot commodity coming on that show originally. And then yeah. he was showed his true colors in a few different ways yeah. afterwards. But Andy had written, who had been the bachelorette and had chosen him and then broken up with him, she had written about issues that she had. Mm-hmm. Were you aware of those issues when you were dating, when you got together with Josh on Bachelor in Paradise? So. Kind of. So her book came out as we were leaving for Paradise. So I had never read it. I knew nothing about it. I had never met him before because mm-hmm. I, I know now everybody like meets beforehand. I, my first time meeting <laughs> was on the show. Um, so I didn't know anything. And then when I was on the show, I don't know if you guys watched that season, but it was like an issue that came up. People were like, Andy had said this and that. Yes, yeah, so I, that I remember point, that. Yeah, I had already gone on a couple dates with him. I was like really into him. So and he was telling me, oh, it's not true. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt. And I think everybody's been in a situation like that where you really like someone. So you ignore red flags or you make excuses for them. I mean, I got so much crap for it. But I was like, you know what? Everybody has done that before or a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
Well, that's something that you talk about in your book. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, the whole start of the book really is about red flags because you talk about your relationship with your first husband. Well, I guess you only had one husband. So (laughs) with your ex-husband and about, and, and even in the prologue, you talk about bad boys, that you're always attracted to bad boys and that your first husband ended up being a bad boy. Um, and so you kind of start off your book with warning other young women about bad boys and red Mm -hmm. flags. And so do you feel now, and then you went into your, you'd already had your marriage and then you went into the Josh relationship with red flags. Why do you think, or do you think that the red flags, like when, were they really settled in your mind when you ended your marriage and before you got into the relationship with Josh or was it not until after Josh that you went, you know what? I have an issue with these things and they are red flags. I mean, I saw things in a relationship, which is ultimately why we ended up breaking up. Um, but I think everything in hindsight, it's 2020. Sometimes when you're in it, you, like I said, you make excuses or you try to put blame on yourself or whatever it is. Um, but definitely like in hindsight, I was like, okay, this was definitely an issue that I probably should have ended things sooner but with josh yeah or like you know with with anyone i guess oh, with like your husband too yeah i think you know sometimes we drag things on for too long and we try to make it work so mm-hmm. i yeah. feel like women also just feel like they have to make it work sometimes mm-hmm. and i also think that again women in particular feel like maybe they're too picky or they have too many, you know, things in their criteria. So they try to just like bring it down and they're like, oh, like the red flag, like that's just me being picky. And yeah, so like you try nobody's to make it work. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. But then like some things are actually like serious that you n- need. Yes. Yeah, totally agree. Well, I mean, you even confess in your book that before your wedding, like literally pretty much on the eve of your wedding, you were thinking you should cancel it. Yeah. Really? I knew. Yeah. I told my sister, I was like, Krissa, like, I don't think this is going to last. And she was like, you need to tell mom and dad. And I was like, we had family that were like flown out. I was like, no, it's fine. I'm just going to going to go through with it. But um, yeah. What would you advise <laughs> another young woman who is having second thoughts on the eve of her wedding? What would you say to her? So what I've learned from that is that you always think maybe it'll be easier later on. Like for me, I was like, you know what? We're already having a wedding. It's already here. I can't cancel it now. It'll be easier just to, you know, get a divorce later if I have to, which sounds so ridiculous, but I feel like people do think that way. And I would just say it's not easier to do, to wait. I feel like the sooner you end things, it's going to be easier, even though it's hard in the moment. But um, yeah, I've learned just not to drag things on. But it's funny because, I mean, obviously, you know, I wrote in my book everything that I've learned and it's like advice for other girls that are dating. But at the same time, like, you know, I'm still making mistakes. I was like, I don't want to act like I'm some professional dater because I'm not. (laughs) But I feel like that's kind of why it's relatable because I'm not somebody that's been married for 30 years, like telling single people how, how they should be doing it. It's like, kind of like we're all in this together, you know? Mm -hmm. What do you feel like is the biggest mistake that young, like millennial or, you know, Gen Z girls are making um, when it comes to dating? I mean, I think everyone's different, but I know like in my mid twenties, I felt so much more rushed to like find somebody and settle down than I do now, which is weird because I'm 29. And when I was 24, I feel like I felt super rushed. Mm -hmm. But I would just say like, you're not on a timeline. Cause I think when you feel like you're on a timeline is when you're going to settle or when you're going to ignore red flags or, 
you know, get yeah. into a bad relationship. So I would just say being on your own timeline and not rushing things. Mm-hmm. What kind of qualities now after you've been married once, engaged once, um, and are wiser, what kind of qualities are you looking for? And do you advise other young women to look for in a partner? So I think everybody has, you know, different wants and needs. And I used to have a list of all these things, like a checklist for everything I was looking Mm -hmm. for. And I don't really have that anymore. But I think obviously somebody that's kind and respectful, somebody that's supportive. But I think I need somebody who gives me a little bit of freedom. So that's really important to me. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's just a little bit. How about a lot? (laughs) A lot of freedom. Yeah. I mean, I'm super busy. So it's like I can't imagine like dating somebody who was controlling now just because I, I need a lot of freedom, I guess. So that's important to me for sure. And that was an issue with Josh, wasn't it? Yeah. That he was controlling. Yeah. How was he controlling to you in your like real life when you were living together? I mean, I so I talk about it a lot in my book, but it was just like, you know, we came off the show engaged and there were just things that I saw, like, you know, he didn't really like me talking to my friends and family or like my friends that used to stop by to come over and see the kids or whatever. Sometimes it just became like, a big ordeal and he didn't really want them coming over he was tired it was like always something and it just kind of seemed like eventually it made me start to isolate myself mm-hmm. from everybody you know so, and that's a really that's dangerous a, situation yeah. yeah and it does happen eventually it's mm-hmm. like oh that yeah slow. that's the, yeah. the beginning of getting is- isolated and then you don't have your own life and um, did that occur in your marriage as well was that an issue I mean my marriage was different I feel like he wasn't controlling and didn't try to isolate me but also he was off kind of living his own life while I was at home with two kids taking care of him so naturally I isolated myself but it wasn't really like because he wanted me to it was more just like I was the one take yeah I had to (laughs) do you think um do you think that Josh learned has he changed I mean you said you're still kind of friendly with him I mean okay so I wrote this book a long time ago and I mean I'm sure I'm sure, I mean, I do believe people can change and I hope that he has, or, you know, I, I've made mistakes that I've learned from and I'm sure he's learned from it. So, I mean, I haven't, I don't know him like that anymore, but I hope he has. I love that you write that you were finding yourself while you're searching for the one, because one of like the best advice I've ever received Mm -hmm. was that you can't love someone else until you love yourself. How did you kind of realize that you needed to do work maybe on yourself before you could be with someone else? I mean, I kind of feel like it happened naturally. And it was like after my after my divorce, I went on the show and then there was another relationship. And eventually I was like, okay, I'm kind of tired of dating. Like I'm kind of over it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I really was like just learned to be really happy on my own and to be really independent. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, you know, I'd be fine if I were single forever. I don't want to be. Of course, I want to find somebody. But if I didn't, like I would be okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the moral of the book. It's, you know, dating advice, but also learning to be happy on your own. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ish, like problem with guys that have seen you on The Bachelor and The Bachelor in Paradise and then want to date you? Like maybe not date you for the right reasons? Yeah, so that's like, so everyone assumes that like, oh, after the show, I bet you dating so much easier. It's actually so much harder. And I remember I was on Nick's podcast recently and we were, I forget what we were talking about, but he's like, if you hadn't gone on the show, do you think that you would still be single? And I was like, no. And he was like, same. It's like, we both think if we never went on the show, we'd probably not be single right now. But Mm -hmm. um, I think it kind of just adds another aspect that you have to look for. Like you don't want someone that 
just wants attention or, right. or wants um, to be with somebody famous. Someone, yeah. I mean, yeah. I never consider myself famous. I, I get what yeah. you're saying, but it's like, yeah, someone just, that just wants to be associated. So yeah, that's another thing to look for, for sure. There's a lot of people out there that are like that too. I didn't I bet. think it would be like that. But yeah. and, and how do you tell when you're, when you meet someone, uh, someone new or are starting to date that they really are in it for the right reasons because they like you. I like think, they're genuine about you. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Like people mm-hmm. are pretty good sometimes at, you know, hiding things. But I think, I mean, I've gone on a first date before where a guy asked me about The Bachelor the entire time. And I was like, okay, I can never go out with this guy again, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but then there's also times where maybe in the beginning they really like you, but then once they get a taste of the attention, then they start to actually like that. So it might not be their intention in the beginning, but then they eventually start to really like it. And I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's happened to me also. So, Or there's like that reverse of it that like they get a taste of it and they don't like, they get nervous that they're dating this like powerful woman too. I've found just that, I mean, not, not I've found, but like, <laughs> no, they're like, they get just get, you know, like, Oh, she has all this success and they start yeah. to feel like little and guys hate that and it makes it yeah. hard. I mean, I feel like just this generation in general, I feel like women are starting to be a lot more independent. Um, and I think, yeah, that can be kind of scary to guys, especially when a lot of times in the past they're used to being like the breadwinner mm. and the man of the house. And, you know, when you kind of have your own stuff going on, I can see how that can be a little intimidating. I feel like guys are becoming bigger assholes too, though. <laughs> Yeah, like, but it's like they can't be anymore. I feel like that's why yeah. people are waiting so long to get married. Yes, a hundred percent. But I've also, I mean, even this past season of The Bachelor, like I've been saying, like I was having conversations with my friends about it, and they were like, "Oh, like the guys just suck." Like every season, like they're just like they more and more come on with girlfriends. I'm like, that's yeah. because guys suck now. Like every single year, like Trista Sutter season, they worshipped her. Yeah, worshipped her. The guys were lovely, like Tanner, like all of them, and. As the seasons have progressed, more and more come on with girlfriends or break up with girls to go on the show. More and more are trying to promote their own products, mm-hmm. their own this, their own that, and they're assholes. Well, yeah. but I also think that the um, the producers have got to do more research on the guys because this was really bad this season. That there was. was so much, I think, uh, uh, too, there's so many guys that were there for their own you know, selfish reasons. Yeah. And... Um, you know, the, the fact that they also got to the very end. It's so sad. I mean, yeah. that's the dating pool. That's the, I feel like, okay, so no, now with there's Instagram. there's got to be good guys out there. Instagram and dating apps, I feel like there's always <laughs> a way. Sh- yeah. shaking your head, no, there are There's a way for them to be like looking all the time. So it's like you're always looking for something better. Right. There's too many options these days. It didn't used to be like that when there was no dating apps. You had to meet somebody in real life. Now guys are like sliding into girls' DMs and, you know, it's. There's just like too many options where guys don't want to settle down anymore. Yeah, but, I mean the same could be for women too. So yeah, I mean, have you? Girls now are so that much you smarter, <laughs> we're just smarter. But when you're dating now, yeah, um, are you finding that 
there are good guys out there? Yeah. I mean, I think there's there's some. I mean, they're not always easy to find. Yeah. But there's good guys out there. Well, what's the test? Like, what's the advice that you now give to other women on how to tell if a guy is a good guy, a genuine good guy? So I think not listening to what they say, but more judging them by their actions is huge because mm. guys can always tell you what you want to hear. Um, another thing would just be taking it slow and getting to, to see things for yourself. Don't get too excited and kind of, I feel like us girls do that. We go on one great date and we're like, oh my God, I met my future husband. Yeah. Like you can't do, do that because then you set your expectations too high yeah. and then you get let down. So yeah. I would say just like taking things slow and being real. Don't expect anything. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of um, any of the, the Bachelor Nation people, it mm-hmm. seems like a lot of you are in touch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like I look on your Instagram and they're all liking your pictures yeah. and um, and commenting. Is there anybody, who, who are you close to still from Bachelor Nation? So I'm still close with a lot of them. Uh, I'm really close with Lauren Bushnell. Um, I'm close with Corinne, the twins. I'm still friends with everybody from the show, Becca Tilly. Um, we don't really see each other as much as we used to, but we all still keep in touch. So, And what about any of the guys? Chris Souls is like all over your Instagram. Is he? Chris yes. Souls? He is. Isn't he in jail? No, he's not in jail. No, he's all over your Instagram. Really? You haven't noticed? No, I don't, I don't really check. I, don't, I think I don't look at like who likes my I don't stuff, know if you're talking about Chris Souls. Yeah, Chris the farmer. Really? Yes. He's not in jail. I looked at his Instagram, too, because he was all over <laughs> yours. I thought, well, I'm going to check him out. No, he's all over on his Instagram oh. promoting his farm and Iowa corn season and things. That's cute. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have an admirer. Aww. Oh, he, she means he's liking, not posted. On, like, he, there's okay. not pictures of him. He's, like, liking and commenting on liking. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. liking and commenting. I've met Chris before a yeah. long time ago, actually. Yeah. I think he's, he's carrying cool. a, nice a torch. Yeah. And you and Andy became friends, yeah. too. Andy yeah. Dorfman. So that's fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I didn't say Andy. Andy's, Andy is probably one of my closest friends from The Bachelor right now. So, well, you do have a lot in common. Lot in common. <laughs> yeah, it's funny though because we like never talk about him. People are like, yeah. "Oh my god, I want to be a fly on the wall in that room." I'm like, "It's probably not as interesting as you think." It's a while ago, too, yeah, for her. It was so long ago. It. Like we've moved on since then. Um, but yeah, we're really good friends. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's is it why is it that so many of you do stay friends? Is it because of that shared experience? Because only they know what it's like to actually be on Bachelor or Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise? Yeah, I think it's a shared experience that you go through and also you spend so much time with those people. Like by the end of the show, the girls on my season were like my sisters basically. Like we shared everything. We experienced a lot of crazy stuff together that nobody else would understand. So it's like mm-hmm. you have this special bond that you don't have with really anyone else. So it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever be the Bachelorette? I... I get asked this every time, and it's like, I really have no desire to go back on reality TV, but, but. I mean, if they came up to me with a contract, like, I wouldn't say no. Nobody right. would. Nobody you know? would. But I don't, I I wouldn't push for it or anything. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you know, and you, the, the interesting thing until this season is that the bachelorette relationships tend to have, seem to me to have a higher success rate. Mm-hmm. And I think probably because they do. women are smarter and, you know, more thoughtful about how to find the right guy. Um, But this 
you know, this season, because of all these guys having these secret girlfriends, it really went wrong. So would you, do you think that if you went on, like you would have a good success, like you would find the one with having a pool of at least 25 or 30 guys? Yeah. I mean, it'd be hard just because you don't know. Like Hannah didn't know. I know. She really didn't. She just got unlucky. Do you know her? I don't. I've never met her. She's super cute, though. Yeah, she's really yeah. sweet. Um, but no, I mean, it's like hard to say. I mean, I would, I would hope so. Yeah. But have you been watching Paradise this season? Do you watch? Are you a fan still? I don't really watch Bachelor and Bachelorette, but I love to watch Paradise. So okay. I, yeah, I've watched a couple of the episodes. Um, what are your thoughts on? Did you watch last night? I didn't. no. You were traveling. You were traveling. Yeah. Um, essentially, Derek sends himself home after like mm-hmm. his big fight at um, the Crystalline the wedding. Yeah, yeah. the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were really bummed out for Derek. Do you know Derek? Do you know John Derek. Paul Jones? I don't know John. No, Paul. don't I know. know John Paul Jones. But I know Derek, and I, I mean, I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, especially at that point. Like, it's not week one. You're kind of getting down to mid end of the season and he liked Tasha, right? Yeah. So it's like he didn't like I, I think that's a smart thing to do rather than like try to stick around just to stick around. Yeah. So, right. And yeah. to potentially break someone else's heart. Mm-hmm. Now what about Robbie Hayes? Are you in touch with him? He's another of your exes. I'm not in touch with <clears> Robbie. <throat> <laughs> <laughs> I love how everyone just laughs. Yeah. <laughs> what what did you learn out of that relationship? To be to be fair, like it wasn't like I don't even really consider that a relationship. Like, you know, we just talked about like with your, when you are with someone on the show, like us girls, like we get so close on the show because we went through the experience together. That's kind of how I felt with Robbie. It was more like he was my friend. Like I never, I never like saw future with Robbie or thought it was going to be anything serious. That he did like enjoy hanging out with him for a little bit. Yeah, um, and he was also really cool when we were on the season because he was out of his like. Like, I know in real life, he's a lot different, but we were, like I said, isolated on an island, so he didn't have access to the things like clubs and college towns. Mm. So <laughs> he was cool. <laughs> so what are, when you say he was kind of um, out of his, like, uh, normal mm-hmm. environment, what is his normal environment? Like, clubs what would and you college say? <laughs> That's it? That really I, I don't is. Know. I don't know what he does these days. It's just like what I assume. Now he's hanging with like some pump rules. Yeah. Well, he was also Chicks. with Lin- Lindsay Chrisley, wasn't he? Oh, that was like that new accusation. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, I mean, knows. whether or not they made a sex tape, they were, I think, <laughs> dating. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. He, you got out of that one. Yeah. So that's a good one. Good, good, good. Yeah. It's good you didn't get into that yeah. <laughs> into that relationship yeah. too much. Would you want to date someone else in Bachelor Nation? Yeah. Is there somebody that's out there that you're still curious about? No. I mean, I I can't think of anybody. What I don't want to say, like, I would never. Nick's one of my good friends. And that's like, it's funny because, like, it's like this little, like, crush that I've had for a little. But Ooh. also, he's one of my good friends, and he gives me – he knows everything. Like, I call him when I have relationship problems. So if I ever dated him, like, I wouldn't be able to – Call him. To call him. Yeah, yeah but maybe be, that's where friendship – like, maybe that's where relationship starts, from friendship. I don't know. I, I think we're, we're just good as friends. Yeah. Yeah. Why he's has nice he not – he's, he's been The Bachelor twice. Mm-hmm. Why has he not found the one? I mean, I think – sometimes relationships just don't work and I feel like that's what dating's kind of about like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't um but I don't know he's probably just he's probably picky he's made it this far he's you know probably not going to settle with someone that's not right so yeah 
Yeah. Well, I think isn't that that's really uh, a lot of your advice that's in the book is that you shouldn't settle for somebody that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's worse being in a relationship with somebody that's not right. You feel lonelier than you do when you're single. Absolutely. Even though we make that mistake a lot. So. Yeah. And finally, your girls. Mm -hmm. Um, When it comes to being a single mom, how do you balance it all and just, you know, writing a book, being a mom of two, living your life? (laughs) I go through phases of feeling like I balance everything well to feeling like I don't. Mm -hmm. It just kind of depends on what's going on in my life. But for, I mean, my kids are always number one. They're always my priority. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think making time for work, making time to put my phone away and just spend quality time with my kids is so important. And then also having just me time is really nice. So um, yeah, I mean, I try to balance it, but it's something I still struggle with sometimes. Mm -hmm. How much does your ex-husband see the girls? So he has him every other weekend, but it's like an extended weekend. So he gets him on Thursday. So that's usually when I travel. Everyone's like, how do you get to do this and that? Mm. And I'd say like 99% of the time when I'm traveling, they're with their dad. Well, that's good. Mm, This week is actually the longest that I've been away from them since I was on the show. And they're with my mom. And my mom is their favorite person in the world. (laughs) So they like, they don't even care when I'm coming home. I'm like, it's kind (laughs) of sad. I miss you so much. Um, But yeah, they're they're happy and they're loved and they're well taken care of. So good. And how would, in terms of introducing, like for another young um, mother who's Mm -hmm. dating, how long would you advise before introducing a, um, a new man into their lives I don't think there's like a set time with anyone it would just be I guess whenever you fully trust somebody and feel like they're ready um because it does add a little bit of pressure once you introduce them you have like a sense of like guilt if it doesn't work out so yeah I mean it just depends on the person but I would say don't don't like be ignoring red flags and introduce them to your kids I would wait until you fully trust somebody Definitely. It's good advice. Well, they haven't had a bachelorette yet who has children. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Have they? No. Not a bachelor. I think they did. Did did they have a bachelor? That I don't think so. Oh, didn't Juan Pablo have kids? Yeah, I think Juan Pablo. Juan oh, Pablo. he did? Yeah. Juan Pablo. <laughs> we forget about him. <laughs> yeah, that was like a non-season. Yeah. Even exactly. for Chris Harrison, he doesn't like talking about yeah. it. <laughs> he's like, never happened. Yeah, he's like, I don't really know who that is. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, that would be a first and be sort of interesting to, um, to have happen. Well, listen, we wish you all the best. And um, we really hope that you do... Find the right one. Yes, one day for you and, and your girls. We will. We will keep watching to see if you end up as a bachelorette, oh. whether it's this season or next. I think that could be really interesting. That'd be great because we'd love to see you find love. And so, for all of those 
of you out there that want great dating and relationship advice and insights into what The Bachelor and going on The Bachelor Bachelor in Paradise is like, um, you got to check out and pick up Amanda Stanton's new book, Now Accepting Roses. Yay. Yay. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Bye.